You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and so excited to be back with you all after a bit of a break. Uh, You know how life is. It happens. We are, what are we doing? Shifting seasons. I'm in Virginia, so we really never know exactly what our weather is going to be. We're kind of like uh, Heather and Whitney, bad weather, because we just never know. Although I hate to use one of uh, one of Lisa's rehearsed reads, so we're going to try and stay away from that one, um, because there was a lot of, there was probably more bad than good in this reunion. And I don't necessarily mean in terms of how we're going to rank the reunion. And you know, uh, Sharita and I always do that, or as I call her, Riri, and as you all have come to know her, we always do that with these shows. But uh, we do know that just starting right out the offs, uh, right in the outset with the fashion, there was a lot bad here. So Riri is coming on now. Are you with me, Riri? Yes, I am. And I'm excited to talk tonight. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's just there's just so much that we'll have to do. I think we're going to be using the boo sound effect a couple of times tonight, mm. especially as we get into this fashion. <laughs> oh, the fashion. Ooh, oh, the fashion. Lord. OK, so we'll start with a couple of things uh, just so that you'll know you'll have a general sense of where we're going, what we're skipping, et cetera, as we go through this, um, because Sharita and I both have a tough schedule today, so we're going to try and keep it at a tight hour, but part of that is because we're, there's some things that we're going to get into and a few things not so much. So right out of the gate, let's start this the way Bravo did. Bravo put up a disclaimer. Um, I know if I expected them to do it to do the disclaimer but I, I you know I'm not hating on the fact that they did it uh I think they could have gone a lot further and that'll take us to issue number two but issue number one Bravo did a disclaimer letting the audience know that the reunion was taped prior to the revelations about uh about Jenny in terms of the uh, the things that she put on her social media regarding Black Lives Matter, Black people in general, the police, all, all of that stuff. We talked about that before, so we're not going to waste our time rehashing it here. Um, not that those issues are, are not important, but Jenny is not. So uh, Exactly. So they did do that. Personally, I think that they could have gone a step farther because... In my opinion, since they told us that the reunion was recorded before that, that to me should have been sort of a disclaimer explaining why things were cut out of the reunion and that perhaps, you know, they were going to say, okay, um, things may seem a little choppy because we 
we wanted to really honor the people who are offended by her by trying to remove as much of segments that were really devoted to her that we could. Of course, she was sitting in between two people, two major characters on the couch. So we couldn't get rid of her entirely. Um, but, you know, they certainly could have cut out her segment. So I thought I appreciated the disclaimer, but I thought it was a bit disingenuous because why do the disclaimer if you're still going to have her be the star of an entire segment and an entire segment that um, did not age well considering what came out about her after the fact. This is not to say that you know, what Mary, uh, the things that Mary said weren't wrong. I, I'm not one of those and you aren't either because we've talked about this. You are not going to find here uh, two people that just because we're African-American, we're jumping on the bandwagon that somehow what Jenny said makes what Mary said okay. Two things can be true at the same time. Both of them said crappy stuff. Exactly. Now, it, well, with Jen, it was on the show, it was more so her behavior as with, although with Mary, it was more so her mouth. Of course, Jen's, the stuff she said um, or conveyed was more so on social media. But what we got on the show was certainly uh, bad behavior that in light of verification of kind of how we thought she felt about Mary, it you know, it brought it to light. But anyway, we've already spent too much time on that. But uh, so the next thing we find out, speaking of Mary, and uh, we talked about this before, is that Mary was not there. Um, I think that that's also a source of controversy that uh, having our noses to the grindstone as, as Riri and I do on these social media streets. That's a, that brings up a lot of stuff too, because of course, again, you have people who feel like um, because Mary wasn't there, certain things shouldn't be talked about. I, I, I am not of that school. If you choose not to be there and stuff gets talked about and it just happens to involve you too bad, because if I'm there and it involves me too, then why wouldn't I get to talk about things that involved me just because you're not there? Because then what am I going to do? Be silent? Like I don't have, you know, as if I wasn't there all season just because some of my stuff involved you? No, I'll be there to talk about the part of the story as it relates to me. However exactly. that makes you look or however people may feel about it, so be it. But we don't just get to not talk about stuff just because somebody's name is mentioned who isn't there. Exactly. She decided not to show up, which was her right, but it doesn't stop what happened during the course of the season being discussed with or without her. Plain and yeah. simple. And all of these people who are like, well, you know, wasn't good because Mary wasn't there. What freaking show have, uh, could you help me please, Riri? I've been waiting all day. What show have these people been watching? I, I am so tired of YouTubers and bloggers and everybody twisting themselves in pretzels to try to make it seem like Mary makes this show. Mary has had a few 
accidental reads, not even deliberate, not even well thought out, just a few accidental reads because she genuinely does not like these people. So ever so often you catch her in her confessionals where she says something where we're like, yeek, you know, half the, a lot of the times she doesn't even necessarily say things to their faces. And if she does, it's usually among, it's usually along the lines of a Meredith, I'm disengaging, but just in her own way. Like when she tells Mary, I don't want to talk to you or you're drunk or I don't care about you or whatever. It's usually, if you think about it, it's all the same thing. It's usually her just not wanting to be around a bunch of people that she signed on to do a show with. I don't know what she was thinking when she signed on to do this show. Has maybe she never watched reality TV before? I'm uh, you know figure she this was out in the church doing whatever it is that she does because we know it wasn't reading a book. Wasn't reading the book, nor I mean, and I'm not saying to watch TV, but did she not realize what reality TV was? Uh, I'm I'm thinking no. <laughs> so, and she grew up in Utah, but uh, it, let's face it, we know that she. Uh, may have had nice things because of the money that her grandmother and other members in her family had. So she was afforded nice things. And we know that she likes nice things. We've seen her closet. But at the end of the day, we also know that she did not associate with these people. Um, they didn't really know her just like she didn't know them. Um, Mary was a, a person who, unlike the rest of these people where the way these shows tend to come together is you have somebody who says, uh, choose this person and choose that person. And in this case, that person was Lisa. Um, Mary was someone who was strictly cast probably because they felt like they needed to put someone black on the cast. And as we know, she was cast as a friend of and then upgraded midway through when the production company changed uh, during season one. All of this is show history we talked about before. But again, going back to this notion that uh, suddenly the reunion was all this and or not all this or all that. Hey, Spicoli, just because Mary wasn't there, again, revisionist history, reunion, season one, she said virtually nothing. She kind of had a weird dynamic going on with grandpapa sitting behind her the whole time and at one point literally fell asleep exactly i just think she didn't want to go through that again she didn't want to address it she didn't want her church to be brought up and have to defend it so exactly just... and this whole thing of oh it was because of the tension and the microaggressions and whatever um yeah, and also because of the other stuff that was being said, including an interview with her uh, with her uncle a few days later on another channel. And again, this is not a bash Mary zone. It's not a bash no. anybody's zone. It's just calling things out for what it is. Like, again, two things can be right at the same time. You don't have to bend over backwards to pump up one just because of what we now know about another so anyway let's get into the fashion mm. of it all and interestingly enough the way that they sat because when i was looking at everything with the exception of jen shaw because i don't know where we would put her in all of this but with it thank you spicoli we're just trying to be real <laughs> um <laughs> uh 
where the lady sat was kind of um it, it kind of worked with really where they where they sat where they sat on sort of the fashion scale um i probably would have switched jen and um if if we're going to go solely by where they're sitting i would have switched jen with uh with jenny but we're not even going to talk about jenny anyway so it doesn't matter okay so let's start from good and and i mean that's all relative because guys mm. none of this was good so we're just trying to say the best of the bad is that a better way of putting it yeah okay so we'll start with um whitney in green what was supposed to be green velvet, velvet. Uh-huh. and uh-huh. you know velvet can look so lush and expensive this didn't look either and you can yeah. tell that because of the way it pulled pulled on the floor because it was a little um it actually pulled in a way that showed it was thin because it actually mm-hmm. moved a little too easily if it was a more lush expensive velvet it actually would have been a little bit stiffer either way this dress aged her <laughs> uh this dress aged her i think um this they could have redeemed this a bit it still would have been uh it still wouldn't have been great and it probably would have been a bit plain but i think this could have been redeemed a bit if they took that thing that looks like it's trying to attack her off of her shoulder that giant that thick sparkly applique take that off her shoulder and um probably give her just two gloves make make the dress either a one shoulder or strapless turn those gloves into opera gloves work on that bottom a little bit and then just take it from there she's got a great set of legs and it was a good shoe oh definitely Not and i like the fact that the slit was appropriate it looked well yes. It's just the top. Well, she's got great legs. They're they're yeah. not for for a little for a little woman. A lot of times when with these women on these shows, when they're tiny like that, they get into the chicken leg territory. No, she's she's got some good legs. She looks like she's uh maybe danced at some point. Um, but uh and, and you could tell she definitely keeps fit. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, it, again, the best of the worst. Yeah. Heather, once again, they dressed her like a mother of the bride. Unfortunate because Heather is um, a bigger gal, not not ugly or I'm talking about her figure. You know, she's just not itty bitty like the rest of them. Um, And yes, about the face and the shoulders. Uh, it may be a little boxy, but you can make that work. There is, as we say, good foundation garments does wonders. Oh, and it it's, could cinch, it could cincher, cincher it, in. It, and it's crazy because she owns a beauty bar. So you all do all that craziness to your face and your lips and everything. And nobody is coming in with a good girdle, waist trainer, bustier, something. And let's face it, with her being kind of as the back in the day, older folks would say a bigger broad, so to speak, if they had cinched that waist, it kind of would have been a very sexy, like big boo, big butt look kind of thing. That's the thing right now. 
I don't know, and I agree with you, it's the thing, but I don't know if it's the thing yet in Salt Lake City. I don't know if they're well, no. up on that yet. No, they're not up on that. But you see what I'm saying, though? If they Oh, I agree with you. I think a good cinch. All she needed to do with that dress, even though it's matronly, like the yeah, mother of the bride. matronly dress, but if you snatch that waist. That waist? Oh, it could have been so much more. Yeah. So much more. That's Still all she needed was a snatch. something you and I would go in the store and buy, but considering this bunch of mixed nuts, mm -hmm. it would have been a bomb. <laughs> you know, I think, again, no, we're she, talking about on a Salt Lake City scale. No, because looking at her hair, her makeup, it was great. I love her hair to the side, one side coming down That's lush. I like her look. makeup. It was it's just she needed her waist cinch. That's the only thing for this outlook. This and I might have been with. more of a lip, maybe. Uh, and yeah. I mean more of a color. I'm not talking about injections. It, I might have no. been more of a color. But I do like the natural makeup and the hair. And the hair was great. Yeah, um, so all she had to do was cinch to get a little more, just a little sexy. And maybe it's the Mormon, and I'm not saying anything against the Mormon, but because she still grew up Mormon and still indoctrined in her, maybe that's but why But you not. know what? I don't even know don't if that's know. it. You know, as, as you and I have seen in doing these fashion critiques over the years, even when we talk about the Oscars and whatever, it, you have to just, it's not every designer, in fact, most of them, they don't think of the bigger girls as sexy. And you just have to get the right person who gives her, who are like, yes, you are, a Christian Siriano, yes. a Tadashi Shogi, which you yes. can literally go to Nordstrom or Neiman's to get. So it's not like, she has to call somebody or whatever. And remember, even though she's probably appears to live the most modestly among the women, Heather actually has the most money. We mm -hmm. know that among everybody, I mean, I guess Lisa keeps something going on with this Vita tequila stuff. And I mean, and no shade, like it's, it is whatever it is, but we do know for sure that Heather's business is alive, well, and thriving. As well, she's doing what with she and without this show, because she offers yes. a service that those people want, and it's never cheap. So, um, even if well, the fact that she upgraded her, <laughs> yeah, the end of last season when she upgraded her beauty bar. So, yeah, obviously she's doing well. That's not even a question. And remember, she was married to money and still has, uh, and still has minor children. Yes. Okay, um, I'm just going to go in order of where they were sitting, even though this person deserves to be further down the scale. Mm. Jen Shaw dressed like a Disney character. What what was the name of that Disney character that her her outfit is exactly like? That's Remember, not I put it not on the page. Um, oh, it's a cruel. purple character that's tall and skinny. Like first oh, we thought Ursula, but it was something else. Remember someone sent it to me. Oh my gosh. But Or was it Ursula? Because then in The Little Mermaid, didn't Ursula at one point become skinny? I think it was yes. Ursula. It's yes, Ursula. Skinny mm -hmm. Ursula. Oh my God. There was a crystal chandelier on the front of it. Oh. Giant feather shoulders. It has um, so much going on. It, it, it all clashed. It was and remember the gloves. The gloves. They that made her remove them, thank God. And when thank she God. said the gloves made the outfit, and Andy, this, she takes them off, and Andy <laughs> goes, Oh, that's going to dial down the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and and the gloves didn't even really match. The only thing that the gloves kind of picked up on 
is the weird chandelier thing on the chest, which we shouldn't be there either. There is no redeeming qualities to this. Just none whatsoever. If they took everything off um, the material and everything, and this was also velvet and purple, which, you know, the whole Ursula thing, um, even if they took everything off, I'm like, uh, cause I'm literally staring at it while I'm talking to you. Um, stripped down, the material doesn't look expensive either. Like again, just more cheap schmelvet. Um, I'm not even gonna call it velvet. This it was just a mess. It looked like uh an arts and crafts project. I'm not even gonna say project runway because that would be an insult. Oh, that's an insult. To to them. It would be an insult yes. because we've seen them put together outfits with garbage. This isn't even that. No. Uh, like actually know. she should have called them and gave them some garbage and they would have come up with something better. I really question, do they get real stylists or do they get local stylists? I don't know. I, well, I, I just wonder. Well, remember wonder. last year she got the guy who he was actually Tongan, you know, the guy that she had the falling out with that is a designer or whatever, even though I didn't like what he put her in last year. So no, I, and wasn't he wild also last year. dressed Heather and made her look like she was wearing a quilt. So, I mean, you know, yeah, a mess. Okay, next. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the skinny Ursula picture right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, next, she who we shall skip. And Lisa, Lisa's dress. I think <sighs> Lisa's dress is tough for me because at first we all thought it was LeMay. And then once we got actual video, we saw that it was sort of that um, shiny leather type thing. Uh, the more I look at Lisa's dress, the more I think the problem with her dress is uh, is a couple of areas. It's too long. It should have been cocktail dress length, like above mm -hmm. the knee. And in which case it wouldn't have been appropriate, but just in terms of fixing the dress. In terms of this look, cut it to where it's supposed to be, which is probably, I would hope, the way it was originally envisioned. Uh, cocktail length, uh, right at the knee or above the knee. Um, nice little split somewhere. Exactly. And of course, the shoes are a nightmare. I mean, that's, I, I just, there is just no excuse for those under any circumstances. But the dress itself is not as bad as she is making it by it being this length and the styling in terms of the shoes and whatever. This dress would be a fly homecoming dress on my 15 year old at a, uh, at right above knee length, tapered properly, a little split in the right shoe. Am I lying? Oh, that was great. The tapering's killing me because if you look at her bust It's line, not even tapered, it's just- It's not, it's like, it looks like somebody tucked it at last minute. Like it doesn't it just look comes like- comes straight down. But if you look at it, it's not even even like it. I, I'm I'm look if you keep on like it, it distracted me during the reunion because I kept I every almost, time they would show her, it distracted me because I'm like, who? I almost this? feel like I could have given it to her if it if they just went in the opposite direction, made it uh made it a gown, put a high slit and a funky lining in it that we would see yeah. when she sat down because with it being leather, it's not gonna drape; it'll fold. 
and and of course you all can see that clearly since we completely redesigned the dress just forget about it like why are we even going through it because <laughs> you and i just completely made like four different yeah. dresses and none of them is the dress she's wearing we're spending and at, time don't forget it. the iridescent platform shoes as well, the well, iridescent. well i mean they they just I'm, I'm trying to not have them exist in my mind um yeah. next is the pot we're gonna start with the material oh. odd blue polyester 70s with, pantsuit oh. 70s pantsuit with pointel uh mm. seams because you know this it's those pointel yeah. seams like you get in the in the leggings but shouldn't be in any pantsuit in 2022 or 21 mm -hmm. when this was recorded very poorly made and tailored you can't even say tailored because it's clearly poorly made the trouser the crotch the the gathering where i guess that's a button i don't even know up under the chest which they probably didn't measure remember she's had the boobs done mm -hmm. um then the greenish blue mesh, which if they were going to put the mesh there, they should have just gone with skin tone or white or just no mesh because we have seen her during the season wear blazers with nothing underneath showing off her breasts. And from what we can tell, yes, it, it would definitely be very breast showy, but it, that we're not you're not at the point of nipple and nothing some good uh some good breast tape wouldn't have handled um this this outfit is absolutely unredeemable but even within the lack of redemption you can still not make it even worse and that whole thing with the weird top underneath because i can't tell at first i thought it was connected but if you look at the right shoulder i don't think it's connected i think it's like an actual little blouse underneath it's just a mess um the feathers they oh. look cheap thrown on it makes me think of the joy luck club remember when uh she comes to her mom and goes look she made me buy a he, he bought me a mink coat and the mother's like, he doesn't love you. And she's like, what? And she goes, the coat's cheap. And she goes, no, mom's mink. She said, you could tell it's cheap, short hairs. I think you and I, we all learned yes. that your mink coat should not have short hairs or it's cheap and your husband don't love you from the Joy Love Club, <laughs> from the Joy Luck Club. Um, iconic scene. Uh, these, 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 I, I, is that even feathers or is it some kind of mohair? I don't even know I'm if that's really feathers. What is it? I am zoomed like, in on this. Okay, we. I am too. It looks like maybe an ostrich feather. It, it does look ostrich. Yes, uh, ostrich, because yeah. it's not like feather feather. Um, no, it's ostrich like feather. Like that yeah. purple monstrosity she wore. Okay, mm -mm. so yes, yeah, so it looks like ostrich feather kind of glued on or something. Mm -hmm. Like they a cut very, the hair off and a very bad seventies pantsuit. And then mm -hmm. are those white shoes? Uh, it's it's just bad. The shoes are sensible shoes. They're not with that outfit. She should wear a different shoe that neutral. I mean, but would it matter? Not really. No, you're right. Um, the hair <laughs> up just accentuates the work on the face and the hairdo is too young. I mean, that yeah. is Luke House on the Prairie. Laura Ingalls goes to the prom. <laughs>
if you are a woman of a certain age, you're going to do that, then the, out of, the bun either has to be bigger or more or sculpted in a different way is just not good. Um, and considering that we they showed us with a, where she had a whole hair and makeup person, we're like, and this is what you settled on. But I guess they figured with that outfit, maybe they need to not do too much anywhere else. <laughs> well, you need to put emphasis. Yeah, you got to do a plain hair to put emphasis on the outfit, even though it really didn't need to be emphasized. But yeah, um, it was bad. Okay, we've it, it, guys. Okay, I know we spent way too much time on the fashion, but that's just how bad it was. But okay, so let's get into the episode. So the first thing they do is they go to Jen, and um. We already knew, and for those of you who may be new to the show, I I am by uh, profession an attorney, attorney by day, podcaster by night, and uh, find out all the celebrity gossip every other time. Um, but so you're, you'll get a lot of that in here, which is great for you because there's actually a couple of legal things we're going to touch on tonight not just Jen if we have time if not then I'll do another little special episode about Heather or if I feel like Rivi and I are just running late and we don't want to cut the show we'll stop at nine so that I could do my other meeting and then she and I will finish later and of course Mm -hmm. have my wonderful sound guy put both of it together because we don't want to um we don't want you to miss anything, especially the extra scoop related to Heather. And what was the other thing? I sent you two things that we wanted uh, to make sure you didn't forget. Possible yes, and, case. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, the Jen Shaw stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first thing Andy does is he, after announcing the whole situation with Mary and Heather has this whole enlightenment moment about Mary, um, I didn't think that all of that was really necessary because I, I, again, I don't think that, well, I'll say this. I think that, yes, there were moments where things that, that where they said things that might have been a little bit on the hyperbole side, like when they use the term, I do agree using the term predator and things like that, um, Uh, when you get into hyperbole of that nature about certain topics, it kind of takes the sting out of places where you should use that kind of language. Like calling R. Kelly, R. Kelly a predator, yes, makes sense, right? But then, or Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. But then when you use that same term, uh, with someone who uh like mary who uh worst case scenario her church had uh may display cult-like behavior best case scenario they're your typical whack church where people just go way too far with uh the you know hero worship of their pastor and and is willing to do anything for them, even to their detriment, which we see every day in the hood. I mean, you and I saw that kind of stuff going on growing up around New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, everybody at the church is living in the projects, but the pastor is driving a Rolls Royce and everybody's like, Ooh, look at my pastor in the parade driving a Rolls Royce, but you live in the projects. Pastor like, on the pedestal. Of call the Rolls- it. Yeah, exactly. So pastor on the pedestal. Best case scenario, 
because certainly it would be a best case scenario versus being a cult leader. <laughs> so best case scenario, way too much uh, idol worship in terms of that mm-hmm. whole pastor on a pedestal thing. And in that regard, all of them would be alike because they do the same thing in Mormonism um, and, and pretty much in any fundamentalist type religion, uh, which Mary's church would definitely qualify in being sort of on the fundamentalist level of the Pentecostal type churches where it's like way over the top in terms of the pastor and all of that. And like the pastor is literally involved in your household in terms of, I'm going to tell the pastor on you, you can't wear skirts. I mean, you can't wear pants and this and that and third. And I, and we definitely get a bit of that from Mary. I, now we have at least now seen her in joggers, but I definitely don't think that she shows bare legs. So no. I don't think that at first I thought it was a not wearing pants thing, but we've seen her in pants. I think it's more so a no bare leg thing because of the tights. But so I think that her church kind of falls in that category. And we do know in those type of churches, there is way too much pastor on the pedestal thing, which absolutely then brings in that um, unfortunate undercurrent of money because when they put the pastor way too high on the pedestal, that also tends to go hand in hand with uh, folks giving way too much financially to uh, to that pastor or to their church even to their own detriment. And I I'm thinking not and I do and I don't think that that's a good thing either. It ju- is just not exactly the same thing as a cult. But by Mm -hmm. no means do I think that's a good thing. But I do think that that is probably the category that Mary's situation falls in. And that being the case, that A, is not the same thing as a cult. And B, it is not the same thing as being a predator. It is just an unfortunate byproduct of a very um, over-the-top... uh, worship, uh, uh, religious, um, institutional experience where the worship goes beyond just worshiping God and worshiping the person who is the representation of, of God for you in terms of your pastor. And unfortunately, that's a lot of churches, especially when you yes. get into these little small type uh, communities. And when you look at how they revere the grandmother, it is not just Mary who reveres the grandmother like that. It is anybody and everybody, even the people who do interviews and all of that. It is kind of freaky the way they revere the grandmother and even the whole myth about the whole thing it rises to the level of like Moses through the forest, like her um, and the kids, um, you know, walking from Texas to Utah and then her opening the church and whatever. So there's a whole lot of like, you know, the magic old black lady worship kind of thing going on. And then Mary is the next level and representation of that. And I think that that's more of what's going on. All that being said, it certainly does, uh, it, it, however much that may be problematic, 
it still um, does not lend itself to someone being called a predator, even though there may be some predatory behavior and tactics involved in terms of um, the money. But it's more on the level of like predatory lending practices, not predator predator, which is the way that they said it. So that does merit an apology. That being said, comes off hollow because we know A, she's not there, and B, she pretty much severed the ties with everybody, including low-key Meredith, even though Meredith kind of danced around it. Mary ain't really messing with her either. Mary ain't talking to nobody. She's done with the show. So once because she's done with and, the show. But also, as you and I talked about before, Mary, it's not even so much that she dealt with these women with a long-handled spoon because of not liking them it's also because she clearly thought that she was better than them mary feels the same way about these five ladies or six ladies now because of she who we won't talk about mary feels the same way about these six ladies as lisa felt about all the rest of them in, except for meredith and that's why it's no accident that meredith is the one that lisa became close to why because meredith is the queen bee so she is the only person or the queen bee as it relates to this cast and whatever that that means so meredith is the only person who mary deemed to be on her level and worthy for her to deal with exactly not because suddenly there's some big change of heart because of meredith and certainly not some big change of heart because of her son because if we know anything about those types of churches uh they ain't exactly the most friendly to whatever situation meredith and her son are still in quasi denial about so, um, all right. So apologies and whatever, who cares? Um, now in that respect, I do say without her being there, offering an apology just rang hollow. Next, um, uh, Andy asked Jen about the, about her case in a trial situation. And of course we saw him speak to her ahead of time about how he didn't give Lisa, he didn't give Erica any breaks. So he's not going to give her any breaks, but um, for those who want to be educated instead of just going with the crowd, Erica's situation, while still crappy and we're not giving her any breaks, especially because, you know, she ain't trying to get nobody any money back. It is still different in that it is a civil situation, whereas she's not facing jail time under any circumstances. Worst case scenario, she just won't have any of the money that she thought she would have when she finally got rid of the old coot she was married to, and she'll just have to rebuild her fortune. Uh, Jen, on the other hand, is going to be broke and possibly in jail. That's an entirely mm -hmm. different scenario when it comes to being on a show or being anywhere, quite frankly, other than a court of law and not talking about your case. And of course, as we know, you also have the right to remain silent, including not testify. So if you're not, if you don't even know and you and your attorneys haven't even determined whether or not you're going to testify in court. The last thing you need to do is to be talking anywhere else. Jen yep. has done enough on this show as far as I'm concerned that uh, should be tick marks for a prosecutor going, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I mean, even with the stuff between her and Stu where she tries to have this revisionist history that her and Stu weren't that close and he had his own businesses and whatever. 
Are you forgetting the be real footage that Bravo conveniently threw in where they they made where uh, Jen is and Stuart talking about how close they are, and Jen is specifically saying, "Let me leave you alone so you can make my money." Yep. Um, and there was some stuff that she said last week. Remember, I was, I can't remember what it was. Remember, I was texting you and I was like, oh my God. Oh, the closet. When she was, it, when they, when she was taking the movers around her house to, uh, for them to do an estimate on all of her stuff. And I'm sitting there like, oh my, what? I was literally sitting up in front of my TV. Like the defense attorney in me was like trying to stop pulling out stop my rolling. own hair and she's stop not even the my cameras. own client. <laughs> stop rolling the camera. I know. I was sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> like even her closet alone, the wall of boots. Whatever. I don't care if they're Louboutins or if you got them from Just Fab. You are showing like thousands of dollars worth of stuff maybe even tens of thousands because of the furniture and the handbags and all of that and you are going on trial for theft it's just not a good look and even if you say you're innocent it's still not a good look because we know that even on his best day even with his six-figure salary what you are showing here your husband couldn't come close to providing that to you, uh, providing that for you. And and for what you claim that you do for a living, you couldn't come close to providing that for yourself. So uh, unbelievable. But anyway, she this was the highlight for me with that, because there really wasn't much to that part of it, where she admits that she's basically doing this show against her attorney's wishes. I mean, that's pretty much what it amounted to. When Andy asked her, um, how did her lawyers, I mean, he, you know, because again, you don't want to say, um, what did your attorneys tell you? Because again, you're opening up attorney client privilege, but she still kind of did when you say, how did your attorneys feel about it? Well, you're admitting you and your attorneys had a conversation about it and you never want to, open the door to any conversations with your attorneys about anything, because then you leave it open for someone to argue, well, if you open that door, then let's just walk right in. You waived privilege because you talked about you and uh, conversations between you and your attorneys. Now that you open that door, don't say, well, I only talked about what me and my attorney talked about as it relates to this, but not as it relates to that. You're either asserting attorney-client privilege or you're not. So um, Jen's apology tour, I'm sorry. You're just never going, uh, I'm never going to work, be cool with you after you say that I look like Shrek or Honey Boo Boo. I I died. I'm sorry. I died. No, it's funny. I died all over again. If you said it it about me, we're not going to be cool again. But yeah, exactly. I died just on. I I I must have missed that previously during the season. That that was my first time. I definitely missed the honey boo boo thing. The Shrek thing. I missed that. I thought the Shrek thing she said online. She said it during the show. 
I miss both of them. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I definitely knew about the Shrek thing because I the Shrek thing was something they brought up like when she, you know, when the season first began and she was on her initial apology tour because those first couple of episodes were like the whole Jen apology tour. And what was really funny, um, and this is where Lisa's, uh, her situation starts coming into play. And it also shows what you said about uh, Lisa, and you also said it about somebody else from another show, but the same thing qualifies um, with that kid on the playground who wants everybody to be friends with them. And you can be friends with other people under the terms and conditions that I set, set but not outside Amongst yourself. Oh, it's the Queen Bee mentality. It's that Queen Bee mentality that you can be... Oh, yes. I And we I, saw... A, now, we've seen several examples of this with Lisa uh-huh. during the season, but a glaring example of it during the reunion was, remember when they came to Meredith and she had that bizarre, like, started crying out of the blue thing. Um, but in the midst of that, she uh-huh. also um, tearfully apologized to Jen and said and and you know and i thought it was kind of a woman up moment i mean it was also a little bit much with the crying but i all but i think that in fairness to her and that's not that i'm a big meredith fan but just you know we try to be fair here um i think that given that they admit to just showing her the videos of what lisa said about her the night before she came in here on go but since that's not her typical personality when meredith is on go it is a combination of her trying to be hard but being upset at the same time so Uh you never know if she's going to be able to cuss you out or if she's gonna start crying because i just don't think that it is her nature to get into these fights. But when you're angry, you want to fight whether that's your nature or not. But because it's not, then you're also going to get the tears. And so I think that what we saw was probably that whole hodgepodge of emotions. And I have a feeling that that's what we're probably going to see from Meredith uh, throughout the reunion at various times where she tries to come hard, but she's going to get upset at the same time because what Lisa, because what happened came from Lisa, I think it's 10 times more upsetting than if it had come from anybody else. Oh, definitely. And she's barely had time to process it. So, um, so I, I think that that is probably uh, where some of that's coming from. And also, you, uh, it, it makes it a little, but on the flip side of having some sympathy for her, it also makes, still makes it a bit frustrating because she's still doing that thing of telling us stuff without telling us stuff with the, I had more going on with my family than just my father dying. Just freaking say my husband and I weren't just talking about separating at a certain point during that we actually went to the courthouse, filed documents and were legally separated and about to get a divorce. And then we reconciled. But in the midst of all of that stuff going on and my father dying, 
that's what was going on. What difference does it make to just come out and say it? Y'all are back together. So that's a, that's a happy ending anyway. Exactly. Who cares if you all were going to get a divorce in 2019, if in 2022 y'all are together, happy, slobbering on each other and dancing in hot tubs? God bless you. Exactly. If you know, isn't that, that what you isn't that what you want what you want to happen? I mean, hell, that's a testimony. You've got two kids who you love and adore, and then you know they clearly seem to be a close family because Lord knows she determined to put that Brooks on. She mm. that, that's why she keep wearing the ugly shit he makes it. Because mm. because again, I looked it up. He was a part of the styling team for this monstrosity she wore. I'm not. And surprised. remember, he said that he was coming out with a blazer line, and she, and she kept wearing blazers this season. So yeah, this this is an example of it. But again, God bless you. So I think that that's gonna also that's also the frustration with it. Like, girl, I'm trying to give you a pass on the random bursting out into tears and not just reduce you to a Lisa weaponized white woman tears. But when you do that and you're still kind of, it's not like she's lying, but you're still like dancing around stuff that we kind of know. It makes you, it makes a potentially genuine moment still feel like it's not. Yeah. But all of that being said, uh, as it relates to where, where we were kind of going with this before that rant, as it relates to Lisa and the whole, all I hold all the marbles on the playground. When Meredith apologized to Jen, when she said, I probably, um, which I appreciated because I think you and I sort of felt this way at the beginning of the season that I probably, you know, continued my anger with you. I can't remember the exact words, but I think we all understood what she was trying to say that I had every right to be angry with you. I'm not going to apologize for being angry with you, but I will apologize for not being open to, I think she was saying she wasn't being uh, open to moving forward when you came to me in a manner that seemed to be sincere, I wasn't in a place to accept that from you. Is, yes. is that kind of what you felt like she was trying to say? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I think that that, um, and I get that. I 100% get that. Cause I, I am justified in my anger, but because I got more stuff going on than just you and you did mess with me when you as a close friend knew I was going through other stuff. I probably am going to be even madder at you. And later on, when I get myself together, I might be able to be like Meredith did try to do last night. I'm going to let you know, I, you know, you good with me now. And that's what she attempted to do. But when she did that, Lisa was mad as hell and was mm -hmm. like, oh my God. And now, and I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, boo-boo. This whole conversation started because we're talking about the initial episodes when Jen was on the apology tour and one of the people who refused to accept her apology was Meredith. And now Meredith is giving a mea culpa for being a little harsh in that lack of acceptance. And you were the one who episode after episode kept mm -hmm. telling Meredith, you need to forgive Jen. She wouldn't do it when you wanted her to do it. When you could control how they 
dealt with each other. But now when you're on the outs with everybody and they are reconciling, now you have a problem with it. If you love her and you love her and your whole reason for trying to get them to come back together was because in the spirit of friendship, you wanted them to be okay then you should still want them to be okay. Be okay, regardless if you're in the mix of it now. But because, yeah, because she's not your in the issue mix. with Meredith ain't got nothing to do with Meredith and Jen. That's a whole other piece of crap that you did on your own. But she wanted to be able to take responsibility of look yes. what I did. I got the two of you back together. Look what, look I, what I, did. I did. But also probably be able to control the interaction because mm -hmm. then like the three of us or the four of us because of her other little friend doing things together and being the cool girl click and whatever because from day one Lisa has always wanted there to be a click that was led by her and Meredith and if they chose to have Jen, which Lisa decided we need to just suck it up and have Jen no matter what, because by the end of season one, lover or hater, she was the star of the show. Um, you know, we need to include Jen. And I guess during the off season, Meredith included Mary because of their own thing. But she never wanted Heather and Whitney included in that. She oh, no. Only sort of... Uh, pretended to try to make something work with Heather and Whitney during the during this season because the wheels seemed to be falling off with everything else she tried to have going on because she couldn't control their situation as it relates to Angie um her other friend who came on the show still kind of had her back, but was clearly trying to, as you should, form your own relationships with the women, which is the smart thing to do if you're going to be on the show. And more importantly, if you want to secure your spot for staying on the show, you can't just stay friends with that one person. It's what Monique had to do so that she secured her spot on the Real Housewives of Potomac. It's what Cynthia had to do eventually when she stopped being Nene's minion. Which is why Sharice had a problem with Monique. It's why Nene mm -hmm. ended up having a problem with Cynthia. Because unfortunately, some cast members do, uh, like your Lisa's and Sharice's and, and a few others, do not do well with sharing the marbles. Because somehow yep. they feel like that threatens their position. Yep. Um, and, and again, as we talked about many times this season, Lisa was also attempting in her own way to be uh, Salt Lake City's version of a needy leaks or a Lisa Vanderpump, uh, mm -hmm. now uh, Kyle Richards and Lisa Rena, and try to shadow produce. The only problem is she is not very good at doing that and accepting the potential consequences that come along with that, because unlike some of these other women who have more shadow produced their shows, the Nini's and the Lisa Vanderpump's with, you know, having different things going on so that they could be running the show or whatever. 
number one, they were better at it in terms of half the time the women didn't even realize they had been played until after they had been played. And two, even if they did get busted, they accepted the consequences like a boss, whether they denied it or not, they still accepted the consequences. Lisa has a complete freaking meltdown when she gets confronted about something. Oh my God, I don't know why everybody's attacking me. John, I gotta call John. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm at least what? John, I gotta call John. You know. <laughs> why is everybody attacking me? I don't understand why everybody's attacking me. Oh, and she sits there and gets so uber offended and so shocked. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I was wondering, it's, you know, the sh and she was trying to work up those tears for season one. I think her tear ducts weren't working. She must have just had her uh, Botox done, but she's she'll probably squeeze some out by, I'm saying season one, episode one. She'll probably squeeze some out by the Before time. They, the third so episode, yeah. Uh, Two or yeah, three. By Definitely by three. three. She's going to cry. She's going to cry. Yeah. Or she just gives us the cry voice when she's running out and she'll put her hands over her face or try to you know, some, uh, stick some tissues in her eyes like Candace. Um, and it looks like, gosh, this really did get even deeper than we thought it would. So guys, we are going to take a quick break here. So just enjoy the little two second musical interlude while we come back, which means in real life, Sharita and I are letting me go to our meeting and then we're going to finish this <laughs> after my yes. meeting at 10 o'clock. Good for you, Riri. Good for me. Okay, so that is end of our segment one on reunion part one. So don't so just stay tuned because this episode is just gonna continue on as we get into the rest of what went on. Not a whole lot, but enough that the conversation gets good because Meredith does start reading people. We talk about Lisa and well Angie's event and the Lisa drama. And of course, we are going to get into the tea about Heather's alleged DUI arrest, which let's call a spade a spade. That was a dated read um, when uh, when Lisa talked about that. And I'm going to tell explain to you all exactly why that was a lazy dated read. And when you hear the details, you're going to be like, damn, I love that show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest with just Jonda. Stay tuned right after this.